What's up, future PTAs? If you're taking the exam in January 2024, listen up because we have a special opportunity for you guys. We will be hosting our quarterly last minute review session where we're going to basically spend about six hours covering NPTE material and make sure that you feel really ready to go on exam day and basically hammer out any last minute details to make sure that you know exactly what to study for this last week or so before the exam. So that will be happening on December 17th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be a blast. This has been our most requested, most attended thing we've ever done. This is great. So sign up in the show notes down below. Now on to the show. Welcome everybody to the PTA Inspire series. I love doing this with students who have been in my coaching program because it's just really, they all have different stories and they've all been on different journeys. And I think that every single one of them has something to offer the PTA community to show that like you can pass this exam regardless of your circumstances and you can get across the finish line. And there is hope, there is a finish line and you will get there. So today um, I'm joined with Erica. Do you want to introduce yourself, Erica? Hey guys, I'm Erica. <laughs> um, just a little bit about me. I am, gosh, I've been out of PTA school now three years. That's crazy. Um, so I took a kind of step back. I failed my exam twice. Um, no big deal, really. I just wasn't in a good spot. Didn't really know like what I was doing. And then yeah, here I am. I have a beautiful son. He just turned six months old and my whole perspective kind of changed. So that's just a little bit about me before we get into some of the questions. <laughs> yeah, so Erica's a new mom. She's been out of school for a little bit. So I'm sure a lot of people can identify with that, especially going through big life changes, even just getting married or something like that or moving. It's a huge life change that definitely will derail your your trying to pass the board so I'm super excited to do this one um Erica's actually local where we've become good friends over this process and I'm just I'm really excited to hear more about the story because every time I do these I keep telling people every time I do these I learn new things about people and it's gonna be crazy because I've known Erica since what 20, 2019 I'm gonna find out new things about her it's, it's gonna be wild so <laughs> with that being said um tell us a little bit before we get into the whole crazy stuff why did you decide to become a physical therapist assistant tell us a little bit more about how you decided that that's the career you wanted for yourself. Yeah, so, oh my gosh, it's a long one, so bear with me. Um, I basically tore my ACL my senior year of high school. That was, this is going to age me so much, 2014. Um, but I did, before that, I was like, yes, nursing, nursing, nursing. Like, I'm going to go into nursing. And then I realized how much blood and goo and yeah not my thing followed a nurse I was like absolutely not not doing that so with tearing my ACL I ended up in physical therapy myself and um basically was like how do I do this how do I get into what you're doing like I want to do that so I got accepted into East Stroudsburg University's exercise science program and I attended there for two years and I was miserable as you guys know, like, if you're heading into the doctorate of physical therapy, your GPA is so crucial to, like, getting into, like, a higher program, and with being homesick and not really, like, knowing who I was at that point, I decided I needed to transfer because my GPA was pretty much shot. I was in the gutter, and I was just 
homesick. I was depressed. I was going through some stuff mentally. And so I packed up after my sophomore year at East Stroudsburg and I came home, not really knowing what I was going to be doing. So I was like, I still want to be in school. I really enjoy learning. I, but I need a different atmosphere. So I am in the Harrisburg, Pennsylvania area. And I looked at Hack, which is our area, Harrisburg Area Community College. And I just didn't have a vibe for the campus. Like I really did still like that campus feel. And so I applied late into Penn State Harrisburg, which is in Middletown, which is like 25 minutes from my house. And so I moved home. I got accepted. They had actually just opened like a new program there, which was kinesiology. And that was still in like the PT route. So I transferred home. I got into that program. I actually learned a lot in that program. Um, even though it was brand new and I was the first graduating class with that program, I had a really small core group of friends that really like helped me get my GPA turned around. Um, and so came, here comes like senior year and I had opened up the kinesiology club for that campus. I was the president of that and I was like getting, that's like boring stuff, but, um, so I just like felt really proud of like where I was at with Penn State and I was like, I think I could go further with this. Like, let me apply to DPT schools. So I got into a lawn in North Carolina and oh my gosh, I forget there was another school down south, but my boyfriend proposed and I got engaged and it just wasn't really a good time in my life for me to like move away. Like I was ready for marriage I was ready for family I was ready for settling down so I opted to get married instead and I then came across Central Penn College and that's when I was like oh PTA okay like that's still manageable I can still work as a physical therapist and treat patients and have a good life doing that and it's still very much that same clinic atmosphere and I was like heck yeah let's do it so I actually applied with a friend who was also looking in that same route and we both got into Central Penn together. And yeah, that's where I met Bree. It was awesome. Never forget some of those classes. Um, as I'm sure you guys know, like Central, like any PTA program, like getting in and like maintaining those grades was not easy by any means. So yeah, that's kind of like how I, and then also like, just being in like my PTA program and meeting friends that like wanted to do the same thing and like developing like relationships and establishing like networks with our professors and like learning about different like genre and I guess I call them genres specialties now they're known but um yeah so just kind of figuring out like your wave in PTA school and I treat general like I'm all over the map you name it I'll treat it like I love it so far um, but yeah, that's kind of how I got into PTA instead of DPT. So long road. I'm sure so, some other people, <laughs> I, I I mean, I've heard other people who've had the same sort of thing happening and that's, what's great about being a PTA. Like you can immediately just start your life. Like it doesn't take this long, crazy road. Yeah. Like what we had a year of didactic and then went to clinicals and boom, yep. keep on going. So, I mean, for yeah. you and like what Erica for 
failed, failed to mention is that our cohort got slammed with COVID right as we were taking our mm. uh, therapeutic exercise and neuroscience classes. So that was fun. So, oh yeah, we, that. we ended up online. So we did miss out on a lot of like the hands-on. I feel like that's kind of what put a damper on like our experience because like, whereas like we would have been like in the classroom, like learning how to manually maneuver patients with a stroke or anything like that like we really missed out on that opportunity so that's kind of where like I hit a bump in the road in like that part of the education but here we are so we made it it's all good everything's good yeah. yeah and PTA school as we both know is not easy by any means I think I still to this day the only uh like practical I ever cried at was that acute care one we had to do together because <laughs> we literally so sweat all over each other yeah it was so She's bad like, but we made it and that's the thing too guys a little bump in the road does not derail your entire life you can I, I think I almost failed that practical <laughs> but like it's all good yeah. it's all good we make it across the finish line um but yes I think it wasn't right then it was when afterwards she's like you guys all did terrible and I'm like I'm sorry yeah so, yeah she didn't like she wasn't like blaming like you're awful but it was like yeah it was a close fail so it was like oh sorry (laughs) but it's all good and we all made it out the other side so just like speaking of just like different obstacles and stuff like that what do you feel like was the biggest obstacle for you like during I can't we kind of touched on PTA school but like what was also the biggest obstacle for you when you started studying for the boards oh gosh there's a long list so I already had this mental block because I am so bad at taking tests. Like taking tests just increase my anxiety, get my heart rate up. Like, and I always like went in with the mindset, like I'm already, I'm already so bad at this. Like, this is just not going to work out in my favor. I am just, I can't even think straight. Like I would just get in there and I would get so flustered. I would start like shaking my legs and like sweating. The palms were going And I was just like, oh my gosh, like having heat flashes. Like I just would get in that negative mindset. So that was like a huge block for me, even throughout school. Like, and then when it came time to like studying for the boards the first two times, thank you. Sorry, I got a package delivered. (laughs) Um, But so studying for my boards the first two times, I was in that negative mindset. I was living with my in-laws and then my husband's grandmother moved in with us because she was kind of at end of life care on hospice and we couldn't afford for her to stay in a nursing home. So we just took it upon ourselves and I was like, hey, I'm in finishing up PTA school. Like this will be a great hands-on opportunity with a family member. And so I took over her care basically. Like we got excuse me, we got rid of hospice. I bathed her twice a day. I washed her butt. I wiped her butt. I took her to the bathroom. I fed her. I got her in and out of bed. I did exercises talking with professor, my old professors about what can I be doing to help her keep her strength. I actually have a couple occupational therapy friends so I had them come over in their off time and help me like we used the putty spoons and like tried to get her just to keep moving and then her dementia came in full swing and so 
after the first time I had taken my boards, I knew walking out of my boards, there was no way that I passed that exam. I was not in the good headspace that I should have been. And I just didn't study. I was cocky. I was like, yeah, I'm working in a clinic. I'm working at home, like on top of this, taking care of a family member. I don't need to study. I got all this. And then I took the exam and I was like, nope, no way, no way. And then I'll never forget, like all my classmates, like we had, a, I think it was a group me chat going and they were like, guys, results are up. And I was like, I don't, I'm like, I don't even need to look. I failed. Like, I know I failed. And I came across the email. I didn't even look that night. I was like, nope, I'm just going to go to bed. I just know it's not good. I had a job offer and I was like, I already know. Like, I want to have to tell them like, look, I didn't do it. I didn't get there. So I looked actually at work the next day with the, excuse me, center manager that offered me the job. And I said, hey, look, like I'm opening this with you. Like there was the big red X. And I was like, nope, sorry. Like I'm not accepting the job, obviously. Like I lost my temp license. So there was the one, that was like my major roadblock. Cause then I just like got in this mindset, like how the heck am I going to take this a second time? I'm still taking care of my grandmother-in-law. So I was just like, not happening. So second time I did change my approach a little bit. I did study. I set only like, that was my problem. I did two hours a day, only five days a week, because I was like, I still deserve to have weekends. I still deserve to do time like for me, which you do in your studies. If you hit a wall and you feel like you need a, a, a mental day, like take it, like take that mental day. Like who like yes you have this study guideline set up for 12 weeks eight weeks however long you take to study but if you are in that study pattern and you feel like you have hit a mental roadblock take it from me like take that break because I pushed myself and it's I mean I I pushed myself but I still took my weekends and I feel like if I just gave myself a day rather than a whole weekend like information would have stuck a little better so that was like another roadblock so I took it again and I his grandmother had unfortunately passed away a week before my exam and I was like I like Graham would want me to do this like I need to take this exam and I just not even like I knew she was coming to the end of life so I kind of like the last month it was more like laze with my studying I didn't really study again for a whole month before the exam, which I do not recommend because it didn't work out in my favor that time either. And I was like, after that time, I would literally, I think I had gotten COVID. Actually, yeah, I did. And I was in bed and I already felt like crap. And I got the email that my results were in and I looked and it said failed. And although I did improve from the first time I took it and I only failed by one point, I still failed and I was just like this is it like I'm never going to be a PTA I'm never going to get through and so I was like that's it I'm going to take a break so I got a job working with ice cream yes it sounds cool it's not especially when you know like you're meant to be working with people and funny story I was grocery shopping with my husband one day and I ran into one of my old professors and that's when she told me that Brie was doing this program so um that's when I messaged Brie and I was like hey like 
I know we went to school together. Like, is there any way like I could get into your program? Like I, I want this so bad at this point. Like I'm so tired of being like where I'm at in life. I want to feel like I'm fulfilling myself. And so, yeah, I hit Brie up and here I am. So biggest roadblocks were not studying and being cocky. I don't recommend. And also studying, but then like, like a year before or a, a year, a month before I was like more lazy with it. Like didn't really care again. So please like stick to your study plans, but also it is important to have a mental break in between. So if you can't have it in your schedule, like I, I don't know if this leads into another question, Bray, sorry, but like in my study plan, I studied for three months. I gave myself a day where it was a lighter study day. And if on that lighter study day, I felt like, hey, like I'm not really doing anything good here for myself. I took a day and I flip-flopped it with my break day. So like I would do my break then and I would push that lighter study day to later in the week whenever my break day was. So please do yourself a favor, study, adhere to Bree's program. It works. I am here to say that it does. And if you have a child, like use them as a motivation because my son, um, Carson, six months old and they are busy, 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 but you can hear him in the background, <laughs> but he is like my saving grace. And I do like give him and Brie a lot of my credit to like getting to where I am. Girl, it was all you. We're just here to help you. Or just extra motivation along the way. It's all you at the end of the day. Yeah. Wow. Like that's a lot of stuff. I, I didn't know. I, I knew your, I knew about your grandmother passing away, but I didn't know like you were like the primary caregiver and everything. So I'm sure with all of yeah. that experience, at least you had some things to reference on. And um, that's, that's crazy. See, I learned new things about everybody. This is yeah. insane. And now you're here. Hi, buddy. <laughs> yes, I'm here. Sorry, I have to push him in the swing again. <laughs> That's okay. That's how I was when I was a little baby. My mom said I had to, she had to keep like resetting my jumper while she was working. She was working next to me, oh, so yeah. then I kept moving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's 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 amazing, and I'm sure a lot of people will relate to at least some of your struggles. And yes, I love that what you said about your child because I mean I don't have kids, um, but I always. I understand that kids take up a lot of time, just like anything else in your life. That's like a major responsibility. Um, but it, the unique thing about them is that like, this is like the, a person that you made that you brought into the world. So like mm -hmm. using them as motivation is, is so key because a lot of times people say, I can't do it because I have kids. I'm like, no, you, the reason why you can do it is because you have a kid. Yes. Yep. Um, like I think like when I was pregnant, obviously like, well, I tried to take him in January and then I ended up getting denied because I had, I had gone before the board in Pennsylvania state. I don't know how it is in multiple states, but, or different states, but in Pennsylvania, you have to go before the board of physical therapy to present your study plan, to get it approved or denied in order for you to take your third attempt. And so like, I didn't get approved for January cause I didn't do that. Cause I was like, oh, let me just try and see, like, maybe they'll forget about it because of COVID, whatever. Um, but they got me and, and honestly, like that setback was probably a blessing in disguise because I literally had given birth to my son in November and my exam was January and I was running on maybe two hours of sleep a night and to take an exam under no sleep was not a good idea. And so he was well, April. So two months ago, he was four months old 
and I had a lot more help. He was on a stable schedule. I was getting sleep. I was able to feel like a little bit more like myself again. And like, I just told myself, like, I don't want my son to look at me. Not that he ever would, but I don't want my son to look at me and be like, my mom went to college. Why isn't she doing what she's meant to do? And I want to be that example for him where my mom's a physical therapist assistant. Yeah, it took her some time, but my mom persevered through all of that. And my mom showed me what hard work is. And my mom showed me what it is to be better for not only others, but for yourself as well. And you do have to be selfish as a parent sometimes. Like you do have to, as much as I would have loved to cuddle him four hours a day after I got off work, that was four hours that I could have used studying. So I literally took it as my, my snuggles with him are in the middle of the night when he needs me most. And those four hours after work were my time to do my 20 minutes on (laughs) and 20 minutes off to do my studying session. I know, buddy, I'm sorry. Um, But yes, so I, if you're a parent and you're listening to this, I know I'm jabbering on, but please, 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 please do this for you. Like you did not go through that entire program or fail one exam not to do this for you. Like, I cannot emphasize enough, like I, doing what I'm meant to be doing, I am more present for not only myself, but for my son and for my family. And I am 10 times happier than what I was doing. Like it is no effort to go to work now. I wake up and I go to work and I actually cried my first week because I was like, wow, this is what it feels like to truly, truly be happy in what you're doing. And I, as a parent, like you're happy being a mom, you're happy being a dad, but doing what you love and then coming home to doing again what you love. Like it just makes life so effortless. It really does. So I, yeah, I can't do it for you. Do it for you. Be a selfish parent. You deserve to do whatever you want to do in life. And if uh, if a baby or multiple babies or older kids, or you just like feel like you hit a snag of the road, like you're now an empty nest or even like now's the time. Do it. No more excuses. Like Bree says, that's what I was doing. And I stopped making excuses in my study plan. And here I am. So yeah, sorry. I talk a lot. (laughs) No, that's okay. There's somebody out there that just listened to that. That's like, she's right. I need to do this and I need to make the decision. Because as I was listening to before, like on the podcast, like you're one decision away from either making everything be everything you ever dreamed of or one decision away from being absolutely miserable and ruining everything. So I think we know yeah. <laughs> the people listening to this, they know what decision they need to make. And it, it helps hearing it from somebody who is a mom who has a kid who's been studying with a newborn, like that knows how struggle for, cause I can tell them all the time, like you can do it, blah, blah, blah. But I've never been in their shoes before and you have, so it's yeah. better coming from you. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely hard, but like, like I said, like there's just nothing like it being able to like, knowing that I raised him now and like I could do it like that's the biggest thing like you have to be selfish in those situations especially if you're like well they already did the the hard part by like reaching out and like paying for the course like you just can't keep making that excuse if you if you truly wanted it you obviously wanted it enough to reach out so why keep making the excuse saying that like my kid's stopping me like no, you're stopping yourself. Like your kid is there as a support, whether they are two months old, three months old, four months old, 12 years old, 18 years old. 
like they will be proud of you no matter what so you just have to put one step at a time take one step at a time and you'll get there eventually it just have patience because it is hard but kids are worth it being a pta is worth it <laughs> i love it right buddy we love it hi buddy look how cute he is he's so cute hey buddy yeah, that's awesome. Um, you're listening to this on a podcast. Erica's baby's on on camera. She's he's a cutie. Um, that's awesome. I I that's amazing, and I'm so proud of you. I think I've told yeah. you that like multiple times. Like Thank I'm so you. proud of you, especially like yeah. knowing what we went through and then seeing you on the other side. Like I get so proud of everybody. It's great. I'm getting emotional. I always cry during these. Like I just get so proud of everybody. But it's okay. We'll we'll, we'll hold off on that. But um, so what? I know. No, we can't both be crying on here. That's not good. <laughs> like only one of us could be in the cry boat. Oh, <laughs> but um, at least it's happy tears this time and not our our cute care one. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was like gate <sighs> training with assistive devices in like a hospital setting with like a hospital bed and everything and transfers out of it. It was terrible. And I had the same sort of competency in PT school. And I'm not going to lie. Like what we did in PT school was just get them out of bed. And then we had a second competency for walking. So like in PTA school, having both in the same one, oh like, like I'm telling you, like my PTA school competencies were so much harder than what we're doing in PT school. So if anybody's like, my comps are hard, don't worry. They're, they're, they're harder than the PT school people. So feel proud of yourself when you pass though. Um, but no, oh. this is, this is amazing. So can I ask you a couple of questions about like, what do you feel like was most helpful for, like you said, your four hours of studying you did, you did 20 minutes on 20 minutes off. So like, what did your study schedule look like, like with yourself and then like what you were using inside of the course? Like how did the course material or what was going on inside my course? Cause some people are like, what happens in there? Like what was going on that yeah. helped you the most with the course? So I loved, absolutely loved, 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 loved. I, at the end of the day, I, well, I, actually, I think I planned it every week whenever we had group calls and there was like a potential to play Kahoot. I would go on school and I would look and see like who, what was the like the highest rated category after a day? Because usually after they're posted a day, some people like didn't participate, which was fine. That was their choice. I would look at those cahoots. And then if my study plan had that either like the week after or two weeks after even, I would switch what I was studying. So like if I was studying cardio and everyone voted integumentary on Kahoot, I would switch those weeks. Your study plan is there for a plan, yes, but I made it adaptable to what we were going to be doing in group study sessions or like questions that people ask. Like I made sure that like either the day before or two days before that I was looking and reading what was going on in the community. And then I also would go back and watch your videos on those specific topics as well and in those categories because that's what gave me the confidence going into like cahoots or group calls or like even like helping other people in um, the study program answer questions. So I, I was adaptable and that might work for me and that might not work for somebody else, but I feel like you have to be adaptable in a clinic. So why not be adaptable in your study plan? And that's what really helped me um, I also really loved like the last minute review session. That's something that I didn't attend before. I mean, this is my first time in the study program, but I never attended the big calls. So like your groups, your group reviews, I would always just watch the replays. Yes, the replays help, 
but I'm telling you the live and being there in person is what really changed it for me and like I I remember like so vividly I was texting Brie right after we did the last minute review Kahoot and that was like the major one right before the exam and I like failed it I did not do well at all I was like getting almost every question wrong and I was like oh my gosh Brie I'm going to fail my boards like I need to postpone my boards like this is not gonna go well and I will say like Brie challenges us but it is so worth it because like even though I got those questions wrong I reviewed them and I went back and I was like oh I can now understand why I was wrong and it doesn't matter if you still have questions on it like just message Brie about it or a message a classmate that or a person that you've gotten close with in the group because that's what helped me I honestly just stuck to Brie because I know Brie um but I did make sure to like participate in the groups itself because there's nothing better than like having people that are going through the same situation and then you being able to help not only them understand but then it also helps you work through it too so that's kind of what I did I made my study plan adaptable I changed a day if I was feeling like I'm not really retaining anything. I have so much other stuff on my mind or I had a bad day at work. Like I would just change my break day and I stopped making excuses and I started attending the lives because the lives just being there and being able to ask a question if I was confused on a topic right then and there. And then looking back on Bree's sectional videos that she does, like she doesn't do this just to do this. Like she takes the time to really go over in depth each topic and then having the questions that are board related at the end of every section like that is what is going that is the key like that is the ticket and honestly that that's what helped me just being adaptable and like being sure i was reviewing like the topics that people were wanting to discuss discuss in the calls beforehand I'm glad all that helps. Yeah. I'm, I always, I like getting everyone's feedback because I want to make sure I keep making it better and better. And if it's working, well, I ain't going to change it if it's working. So that's, that's yeah. awesome. So what Erica's referencing is that yeah. inside of both of my programs, everybody has access to a community of other people who are taking the exam at the same time. So it's kind of like almost like a Facebook feed, but like, it's not on Facebook. It's on a community called school.com. Um, and it's to, get everybody off of Facebook. So when you go there, you're just doing NPTE stuff, communicating with people. You can message people on there. It's just a whole community of people. I think we're up to like over 90 people now, which is great. Um, and it's, awesome. it's amazing. And I love that we have such a great group of people. And then we have for the coaching program, we have coaching calls, we play Kahoot. Um, and I break down every single question. Cause I really think like, as Erica said, like, if you're getting a bunch of questions wrong, I would rather you get a bazillion questions wrong while you're studying and then learn from your mistakes. Honestly, get embarrassed that you get a question wrong and like feel the embarrassment and the shame of yourself getting it wrong. So then you know the answer, you never get it wrong again. That's what worked for me. Like I would literally, and I don't know if this is healthy. I would like shame myself and be like, oh, like I wouldn't tell myself a dumb dumb, but I'd be just like, I can't believe you missed that. You know this, like you're better than this. Like don't ever miss that again. Like, and like, I was emotionally attached to making sure I got the right answer that like when it popped up on my boards, I was like, yeah, I'm not falling for you again. I got this. So I'd rather you make a bazillion mistakes while studying and like fail every single Kahoot, but then learn from your mistakes and pass the exam. Like that's really what I asked for with my students. Cause like, I mean, Erica even said at one point, she's like, should I even be taking this exam? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like the board would not have approved you to sit for this if they didn't think you could do it. Like you got this. Yep. 
Yep. And that was a big thing too, like using them as my motivation. Like, I'm not going to let, like, I'm not going to let you like prove myself wrong. Like I can do this. You already approved me to do this. So like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Like, yes, it took me three tries, but you're going to be danged if I do this again. Like I'm not, I'm like, I'm completely changing my perspective on it all. Like I got this. So yeah, just keep the mindset is like your, you getting in your head is the biggest biggest downfall and that's like my huge thing is like I am so in my head all the time like even now like I'm all I'm constantly in my head and they're always like in the clinic yelling Erica you know this stuff like you are fine like you just do what you know how to do so that just get out of your head too all right I have to grab my son quick sorry okay perfect all right. So baby taking care of everything is good. Um, things happen, <laughs> but it's all good. Um, so first thing, like this is the second to last question, because I feel like you've pretty much answered the last question, but we, we will get back to that. Um, how'd you feel when you opened up the FSVPT and saw that you passed? Oh my gosh. So it's so funny. Cause I was on second shift that week and I was like, I'm so going to find out before I head into work and I can like totally hand in my two weeks right then and there and be like, see ya. So uh, I was in the parking lot um and uh, it was like a beautiful day outside it had like a gorgeous like tease of a heat wave in Pennsylvania and it happened to be that week that we were gonna find out and I just was like it's not up yet Bree said it's not gonna be up for another day but let me just look because I'm getting anxious and you know I kind of just looked and I was on FaceTime with my husband and I was like Oh my god, and I immediately started crying. I am an emotional person. I wear my heart on my sleeve, so anything makes me cry. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I immediately texted Brie and I was like, I did it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was freaking out. And then I was like, okay, bye, husband. I love you. Bye bye. I gotta call my mom and dad. <laughs> I like calls galore like calls galore went out and I just like it was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders like I can't even tell you like the feeling because like I mean you'll know it when you go through it because you're all gonna go through it but it was just like you finally got to where you need to be and like you are going to be doing excuse me you are going to be doing exactly what you are meant to be doing and you will never other than continuing ads which are nothing compared to the boards um you literally have nothing to worry about like you are set you met your calling um and sorry try not to get emotional um but you like made yourself proud like you did it and it's like there's nothing better than it sorry um yeah, it's a great feeling. Um, and then you get to celebrate and you get to look for a job if you don't already have one lined up and you get to kind of just feel like your own person. And there's nothing like daunting about it then. Like you get your official license in the mail for exactly three weeks later for me. And that's just like a whole nother level of excitement too. Like it's all over again. Like, yeah, like I literally printed, <laughs> I printed out the picture of my green check mark and it said pass and I literally put it on we had lockers at work and I put it on my locker and I was like peace out y'all like I'm getting out of here like kind of in their face because I was just so happy 
and it's like there's you you deserve to be happy at that point like you work so hard for it so hard for it and again like I was constantly in that negative mindset and I went into this and Brie that stuck with me so much in your program was writing on your paper you are worthy is like the that was what helped me the most because I finally felt worthy of this profession and I still feel worthy of this profession because it just changes your life it really does and yeah I'm such a sap but Brie helped so much like all the hours of studying that feel like it's never going to end and all of the I don't understand this like it's just not clicking and the constant questions and the self-doubt like it all goes away that green check mark is whew, the best green check mark I'll ever get in my life <laughs> so yeah thanks Brie <laughs> I didn't mean to make you cry, but I think it's, I think it's good because you should always keep celebrating. Cause I, I, and like, you should feel worthy. And that's what I always tell everybody. Like yeah. nobody would have accepted you into PTA school if they didn't think that you could do this. Like you get accepted because they think that you're going to be, first of all, that you're smart enough to pass the classes and that you would be good with people, which is literally all that you need to pass. And they wouldn't accept you if they didn't think that. So that's why I tell my classmates all the time too. I have to tell myself exactly. that sometimes um, I'll sign my name, like Dr. Brianna Drag pt dpt like if i start to feel like i'm not worthy because i mean i still suffer from like imposter syndrome as well sometimes i'm like am i even worthy of helping all these people pass the boards and i realize if not me who and i think yeah, a lot of people exactly. like you're i always tell them like you there are patients out there waiting to be treated by you and like if not you then who else who would do it so anybody exactly. who's feeling like they're not worthy or anything understand that these feelings are always normal and that they're feelings of like that imposter syndrome stuff but I heard someone say one time that the only people who have imposter syndrome are successful people if you're not a successful person you don't have imposter syndrome like and it's just like that's what it means and so that's what I keep telling people and that you can do it and it's and it's hard but it's worth it as you said, and I'm sorry to, for you to get emotional, but I mean, like it's, it's raw. This is real life guys. This is real life. And we should all celebrate and cry and scream and yeah. whatever. <laughs> like, I think like, yeah. I'm so, did you put in your two weeks when you found out your results? Like you just went in and put your two weeks yeah, in? So I, so I literally, I wrote my two week letter in the locker room at work on my break. And then I called called off the next day because like once you put your two weeks in you can't call off so I used my last call off day and I like celebrated with my family and friends and then I went into work the next day and my boss went two weeks and I was like sorry not sorry I'm leaving and she was like oh my she was happy for me but also sad at the same time but I was like I'm not you're like I'm out of here like this is not yes this is not it like this is not the end all be all so you can do it, people. It's literally the greatest feeling in the world. I mean, even if you are working in a clinic while you do it, like to put your two weeks in as a technician, like that's still going to be like an amazing feeling or an OCS, like whatever you're doing in a clinic, like no matter what it is, even if you're on a temp license to like no longer have that temp license, like that two weeks. Whew, great. It's a great feeling. I was wondering if you would great. do that. I was like, I saw your thing and I was like, I guarantee, cause I know, I knew what hours you were working. And I was like, I guarantee she's under two weeks in. I was, I was actually I was, did. 
there you go. That's awesome. That's smart using the last call off day. Um, not condoning being a slacking employee by any means, but do that, do that. And I think what no. was funny was literally right after that happened, I, and you were like, put in your two weeks and everything. I had a lift test at the place I was working for the same company that you were at. And you're like, they can have it. I'm out of here. Yep. Yep. I remember that. I was like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But take it. It's all yours. Take it. Oh, that was man. a weird one too. It was like, they had to like, I don't know. There are some weird things, but we'll, we'll get into that later. So just to kind of wrap up everything, um, what is like the one piece, or you can have a list of advice you would give any student who's like studying for the boards right now, um, and preparing to take the MPT. Oh my goodness. There's a list, but my biggest thing is like, do not put yourself into this category of cannot will not and will never keep yourself into I got this I can and I will and and at the end of the day like you have to make yourself proud like it this is about you this is about no one else so no matter if your friend's son sister's wife passed or failed before you do this for solely you and only you this is something that you obviously have worked very hard for. So just keep doing this for you. Don't get into that negative mindset and make sure you focus on yourself fully and fully. Yeah, you guys got this. You're going to do so great. I can't wait to see you guys all in the clinic, like being coworkers or, well, not really my clinic. It's only me and a PTA, me and a PT, but um, maybe other clinics. Maybe we'll see each other continuing meds. Who knows? It'll be great. There you go. You heard it. So Erica, where can they find you if they want to like contact you about um, any questions they may have specific to your journey? Yeah, so I can actually send um, free my work email, but it's so she can like write it in a caption or something. So you guys have it, but it's E-S-R-O-M-B-E-R-G-E-R at dryerpt.com. That's my email. Again, I'll give that to Bree. So she has it. And then I am on GroupMe if you want to do that, or you can Facebook me, Erica Bromberger. Um, I pretty much answer anything. Um, do you still use Boxer, Bree? Um, I I do for my stuff, yeah. Okay. But that's um, I still have that app, so yeah. So if I don't know, do you have Instagram? You can find me on there, maybe. Yeah, Instagram too. Uh, oh gosh. Erica Romberger or look me up it's like erom10 or um esrom10 one of one of those I always either have my middle initial or I'm weird I change it up all the time Erica um, yeah so Instagram so Erica Romberger yep look me up I can help you guys answer any questions um give you how I studied even more in depth if you want um yeah so I'm here at your disposal just like Brie is but rely on Brie's program she knows how to study better than mine too so just really really hone in to what you need to study and go for it shoot for the stars because clearly they're in reach I did it so can you there you go well I appreciate you Erica and um if you guys are interested in learning more about our prep courses you can go to our website ptaelevation.com and if you click on NPT prep materials or resources it's one of those two names um you will see all the things we have to offer to help students with studying and passing the exam So take care, everybody, and we will see y'all soon.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the PTA Elevation Podcast. We look forward to continually serving you as you embark on your journey towards becoming a licensed physical therapist assistant. We thank you for your continued support and we'll see you in the next episode.